The second reading is from Colossians 1, verses 24 to 29. Um, Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everybody with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. I'm Scott, if I've not met you before. Uh, And before I start, please do let me pray. Uh, Father, I pray that as we uh, study this part of Colossians together, and that you would give us open hearts and minds to hear what you would have us uh, hear from you today. Amen. Why do we persist when things get hard? Why do we continue when challenges come our way? Maybe it's the encouragement of others. Maybe it's inspiration from others who have been through something similar. Or maybe it's the knowledge of the end goal that gets us there. Do you know Robert the Bruce, before uh, they fought the English at the Battle of Bannockburn, the Scottish, apparently he said this to his troops. He said, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Emphasize apparently. Uh, You may have heard the the story of him seeing the spider swinging across in the cave, trying and trying and trying to get to the other side. The fight for Scottish independence was hard. It was brutal. It was much suffering. And yet they continued. They continued to fight, driven by a desire to be free and inspired by the likes of Robert the Bruce. Now, obviously, we're not here this afternoon fighting for Scottish independence. David's not here. But when it comes to serving Jesus, that can be hard, can't it? Maybe you've experienced that. Rejection by friends or family. The frustration of having that same conversation time and time again with your friend about Jesus, but with no sign of progress. Or maybe even facing ridicule from colleagues, from family, when trying to speak of Jesus. Well, our passage this afternoon in Colossians is going to speak into that uh, and encourage us as we look to live for Jesus and proclaim his gospel, the mystery revealed. So as we start, firstly, I want, to see, want us to see the obvious in this passage, that serving Jesus, telling others about him, involves suffering and struggle. It's hard. We see it in the very title of the passage, don't we, in the Bibles. Paul labors for the church. In verse 29, he says he has to strenuously contend. Paul struggles and works for the word of God. 
Not only that, we've seen the very start of our passage in verse 24, where Paul comments on the fact that he is suffering. Paul would experience rejection, abuse, threats to his life, and prison. In fact, it's more than likely that Paul is writing this letter while he is in prison. What Paul is clear about here, indeed in most of his writing, is that suffering and opposition are inevitable accompaniments to serving Jesus and proclaiming him. And the Colossians Paul was writing to, they were facing the reality of this. They were facing opposition, people who were looking to teach against the gospel they had come to know, looking to challenge the truths of it. And although we're not necessarily facing the same challenges the Colossians were, or what Paul did, as Christians we do face challenges. Much of our culture today challenges our beliefs. Whether it's as obvious as questioning the very existence of God, or more subtle in ideas about how we use money, or ideas surrounding pride. Going against this flow of our culture is hard. Going against the flow of anything is hard. Think about swimming against the tide or walking up a hill, not that you'd find one in Cambridge. It's hard. The very fact we would say much of Jesus' teaching is countercultural means we shouldn't be surprised telling others about him is hard. And again, maybe some of us have experienced that. Well, Paul's statements here, they don't downplay that. He doesn't downplay how being a Christian, proclaiming Jesus, is hard. He reminds us here that it shouldn't surprise us. More than that, he's going to go on from verse 25 to encourage the Colossians and us why we should and can continue in our faith. And proclaim Jesus. So what is this encouragement? Well the encouragement Paul gives the Colossians. Is actually reminding them. Of the mystery that's been revealed to them. The glorious message that is no longer unknown. Come with me to verse 26 and 27. The mystery that has been hidden for ages and generations. But is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. They've come to know Jesus. Paul, in his letter here, is reminding them what they've already been taught. That Jesus came and fulfilled the word of God, giving his life as a once and final sacrifice for humanity for Gentiles to be able to come to God. The reason they can come to know God, to be children of God, and have a hope of eternal glory, is Jesus. That's the gospel that Paul has outlined earlier in chapter 1. That is the unknown that is now known. That's the mystery revealed. Paul here is reinforcing their certainty of faith, challenging this outside theology that was looking to disparage their hope in Christ. 
They know who Jesus is. It's not a mystery to them any longer. Don't give in to the struggles and challenges to it. Remember the gospel is worth it. Now, we already said we face challenges and suffering in serving Jesus. So, so how do we continue in our faith when we face them? Well, it's the gospel. We need to keep reminding ourselves, reminding one another of the amazing gospel that we have come to know. Keeping coming back to God's word, spending time in it, praying to hear it more, because it reminds us of the amazing assurances we have through Christ, the hope of glory. And did you notice something else here in verse 27 and 29? Verse 27 says this, which is Christ in you. 29, with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. The encouragement here, the reason Paul can strenuously contend is because Christ is in him. And that is true for all believers. We're never alone in facing whatever we are facing. The same Jesus who resisted every temptation, who shattered barriers, who suffered and loved to the end, that same Jesus is in us. That's why we can continue serving him despite the sufferings and challenges we may face. Rankin Wilborn, uh, who was a book of the term a couple of uh, terms ago, uh, uses the idea of superheroes to hammer this home, to help illustrate it. Uh, Sorry if you don't know who Batman or Spider-Man is, uh, but stick with me uh, as I quote him here. Consider two superheroes, Batman and Spider-Man. Batman is a rich and strong man with lots of cool gadgets. Spider-Man has a few accessories as well, but he is a superhero because of the spider power he obtained when he was bitten by a radioactive spider. His nature has been changed. He now has a new power accessible to him, within him. Christ in you makes you more like Spider-Man than Batman. Something alien to you from outside of you has entered into you and changed your nature. You now have power that you did not have before. I'm not saying that you're now Spider-Man. No analogy is perfect, obviously. But it helps give an idea as to how we are empowered to face things. Not just because of our own effort, but with the enabling power of Christ who dwells in us. I don't know what challenges you may be facing. Maybe physical, maybe mental, maybe they're more external from friends or family. And in no way uh, am I wanting to downplay them. So please don't think that I am. But hear what Paul says here. Remember the gospel that has been revealed to you and the amazing message of hope that brings. Remember that Christ dwells in you and be encouraged by this. As we finish together, what becomes clear in our passage, in fact, through this entire letter, is the call to keep going. And at the end of our passage here, it's a bit more specific in what we're to keep going with. 
It is continuing, in verse 28, to proclaim, admonish, and teach everyone with all wisdom about Jesus. Why? Well, I think we see two reasons, very briefly here, to proclaim, admonish, and teach everyone about Jesus. Firstly, we do it because it's what God calls us to do. Did you notice that in verse 25? I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present you the word of God in its fullness. Paul told people about Jesus because he'd been commissioned to do it. Paul was doing what God told and wanted him to do. Now, obviously, we're not Paul. However, what we read in the Gospel of Matthew, what we read elsewhere, is that that spreading of the Gospel is a commission that we also have as believers in Christ. At the end of Matthew's Gospel, in chapter 28, 19 and 20, Jesus gave his disciples and the church this instruction. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. We are part of this commission. That's why we should persist in proclaiming and teaching the message of Jesus. And why wouldn't we want to share this amazing, awesome gospel of Christ. That's generally what we do when we have good news, isn't it? Gospel means good news. When my son Finley was born a couple of years ago, uh, I had no intention of keeping it a secret. I was on the phone to our parents, I was messaging friends, I was sending photos to whoever asked for them. I'll, I'll send you a photo today if you, if you want one. When a child is born, when an engagement is announced, or even when we find that recipe for the cake that we have loved for so long. We don't keep it to ourselves. We tell others about it. And we do it with passion. We persist in proclaiming and teaching the gospel of Christ because that glorious mystery has been revealed to us. And God tells us to do it. And secondly, we do it, as noted by Paul in verse 28, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Independence was the aim for the Scots and Robert the Bruce. That's why they continued to fight. That's why they persisted when it got hard and when they involved suffering. Well, here's the purpose and aim for Paul in his commission, to present everyone fully mature in Christ. His aim is telling and teaching about Jesus so everyone, every person encountered could be presented fully mature in Christ. And this is referring to the presentation of every believer before God at the final judgment. God is going to judge all humanity with the verdicts leading either to eternity with him in heaven or without him in hell. The aim for Paul here is that everyone they encounter be presented as wholly committed to Christ and so blameless before God when this judgment happens. And it's through proclaiming, admonishing, and teaching with wisdom 
about Christ that that aim can be realised. I think this is one reason I can often downplay myself. I'm quicker uh, to understand the call from God and to, and to get excited about how awesome the gospel of Christ is. But I'm slower to remember the purpose for doing it when it comes to the day of judgment. And part of it is because it really doesn't make it about me. It makes it all about God and others. So it makes me question whether I have a heart and compassion enough for other people to want to do this, to hear Paul with this aim. Do we have a heart and compassion for others enough to tell them this gospel? I started this afternoon with the question, why do we persist when things get hard? Well, living as a Christian is hard. Serving Jesus and proclaiming him is hard. But what we have here in this passage this afternoon is a passage that is so encouraging and practical. Remind yourselves of the glorious hope we have in the gospel and the fact that we can face these challenges, this suffering, in the light of it, and in the fact, the fact that Christ dwells in us. So persist in laboring for the church, as Paul did, for the gospel, sharing this awesome gospel message with all those we encounter. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, that we have here a letter from Paul, a person who had come to recognize the awesomeness of your gospel. It's an amazing message and at a heart to listen to your call to him to tell others about it. Would we hear that gospel again freshly in our hearts today as we take the Lord's Supper and go out encouraged to proclaim in Christ to all those we encounter. Amen.